What's up, City Cash Chicago? I know it's Saturday, uh, but we in your feed because we want to show you a little extra love this week. So here's a bonus part. We talked to Kristen Kaza and Elijah McKinnon, who together co-created the space Reunion Chicago and Humble Park back in 2016 as a place where LGBTQ plus women and people of color could congregate, incubate businesses and celebrate. After six years and some amazing events, the closing reunion. Uh, but now through November 20th, they're hosting a series of events and exhibits at Reunion Chicago to say farewell. Here's our conversation with Kristen and Elijah about the importance of welcoming multi-purpose spaces like Reunion Chicago. You both really talked about how Reunion was a space that could unlock your imagination. It was a creative space. Kristen, did you feel like that was missing in in the queer community across Chicago? Was there an absence there that you all came together and thought you wanted to provide space for? Because so often specific to queer people gathering, it's in spaces that are not our own. Um, So there are so many more layers that you have to work through that when you have to have that armor on and then just the energy that it takes to have to continuously um, shape shift sometimes, I think even, but I think the ability to have some freedom to spread your wings is something that is missing from a lot of the environments that we find ourselves going into to try and fit ourselves in. What are some of those environments, some of those spaces that are not our own in a sense? There is a major emphasis on, um, you know, not just profit, but profit from alcohol sales. That's going to automatically really create Um, a system of priorities that may affect how you're able to carry out your work, how you're able to engage and bring in your community. And so I think that we found that Reunion became this really important space outside of traditional bars and nightlife, where a lot of times LGBTQ plus folks, communities of color, you know, find themselves in a space that they make work. The emphasis was really on the art or the creativity or the um, work that was being made, whereas a lot of times we're going into spaces that are, you know, bars and clubs. Outside of the the traditional comedy clubs, your your bars, your nightlife, you're not getting a lot of alternative programming. Uh, Elijah, you know, what does it mean for you for people to say they feel welcomed? in your space, to feel comfortable, to feel at home at Reunion Chicago over the last six years? Really what people are feeling is, yes, welcoming, but also it's the feeling of the dismantling of so many systemic structures that have taught us that we are not worthy and or that we should be okay with what we get and what we are handed. And so I think that one thing that has resonated so deeply and something that I am taking forward with me is creating environments where people feel empowered to ask for what they need and to be comfortable and able to receive it. Kristen, I want to kick it back to you. I I know right now y'all are going through this collection of photographs and videos and memories. Is there an event that sticks out to you over the last six years where you you just had to like like sit there and, and really say to yourself like this is why we did this? When we were able to put on the project Lost and Found, exploring Dyke Spaces of Chicago the seventies and eighties. 
what was really powerful about that, which was an, an exhibition of ephemera, photos, et cetera, was just to see the space be occupied by so many different generations of people and what it is to bring people into a space together that maybe think they don't share connection or may even have like, even at times conflict, you know, to be able to be in that space together and the nuances of in-person connection and, and how educational, enlightening, empowering, and affirming that can be. Elijah, I read something from you and you said, Kristen and I donated our time for six years. And while that was beautiful and amazing, I would not recommend anyone else do that. I don't think that is equitable. I don't think that's what the communities I love and am a part of should do. Yet all of us agree that these kind of spaces are necessary, that they help uplift a community, they help unlock a community. You know, how can we create permanent, sustainable spaces like Reunion? Because, you know, those needs don't go away, Elijah. Well, then. <laughs> oh, my. my. Um... I said that? <laughs> yes, yeah, I did say in that. Print. <laughs> in print. It's on I know. the record, baby. It's on the record. Um I I stand by that. I think that, you know, space is important. I think that our conversations around space need to change. Kristen and I donated our time because we were of privilege, right? We have fully sustainable careers, but at the end of the day, a lot of the people who are in facilitation roles or space-making roles do not have as much privilege as Kristen and I do. And as LGBTQ plus people, as communities of colors, as gender, gender expansive people, it has often and always will be on our backs to create the spaces that we need just because the world has been so dominated by cis heteronormative you know, white supremacy styles and cultures. And so I think what I am using this opportunity as, as we embark on the Sweetest Gift closing exhibition, is for people to take inventory on what it is that they truly need and what resources they have available to manifest that. Because I think, you know, it is not up to pillars and community to do that, that labor forever. And I think that that is my biggest sort of takeaway from this is that, you know, I'm under 30 and this is my sixth business that has really drained me, right? Like, I would like to see a world where we can pass the baton. Elijah, one of my last questions for you was going to be what's next. But after you said six businesses before 30 and you was tired as hell, I was like, I don't I don't feel comfortable asking <laughs> uh, them that. So uh, what I wanted to ask was, what do you want to leave the, the people with, you know, um, who are learning about reunion potentially for the first time? Thank you, because everyone keeps asking me what's next. And I'm like, girl, I'm like, can I just breathe? Um, for me, what is really important that people remember in terms of Reunion's legacy is the timeline. Reunion served as a place of refuge from the Pulse nightclub shooting that happened in Florida, right? The, you know, 2016 political election, right? a incomprehensible and toxic administration, a 
you know, global pandemic of shame and racism and now COVID-19. And I think the theme that I, I want people to, to take away is that, you know, these things in our world will continue to happen. And so it is up to us all to figure out where and how we create places of refuge. And so my parting gift to to folks listening out in this world and to people who have experienced reunion or want to create their own little reunion is to be easy with your dreams and allow space for deep, intentional breaths while you discover how you want to manifest those dreams in this world. Elijah McKinnon is a co-founder of Reunion Chicago and Open Television, a queer media platform here in Chicago. Kristen Kaza is the co-founder of Reunion and founder of the Slow Mo Party. Thank y'all so much for making time for CityCast Chicago. It's been an honor and a pleasure. Thank you. That was such a good conversation. The exhibit, The Sweetest Gift, A Farewell to Reunion Chicago, is running through Saturday, November 20th. They also have events tomorrow, which is Queer Care Day, hosted by The Black Agenda. And on November 19th, the You're Welcome closing reception. Shout out to Reunion Chicago.